0: You know how it happens. Things break, things fall apart. Entropy. It must be stopped. <laughs> That's from the song from there first. Dear God, entropy. All right, it's two o'clock. It's time for. Some call me Tim, and I promise you, that Latoya, the sheriff of truth, is coming in at two thirty, and supposedly Lee. Wyatt Stewart is coming in as well oh shoot I'm so stoned I don't remember if I flipped it over I did I flipped it over okay we're gonna listen to the second half of Suburban Anxiety you're on Radio.fm and .sf so we're in the some call me Tim hour hey I'm your host Pam Benjamin thanks for listening to Mutiny Radio again if you're listening live thank you because our podcast system is down 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 I'm not down, I'm up. I'm super excited for the noise pop block party, the sixth annual that Mutiny Radio gets to be a part of on the main stage at noon, opening up everything. What? Excuse me? What is happening? Yeah. Yeah, it coincides with the festival. Not only do we have shows at Atlas at 2 and 3.30 p.m., but at noon on the main stage on 19th Street for the 19th Street block party with noise pop. <sighs> mutiny radio gets to open we're gonna have three comedians i will be doing jokes pam benjamin and so will the teen phenom luca branches 13 year old comedian is hilarious this kid i can't say enough good things about him and his parents Jeez, what a beautiful supportive family his older brother is amazing you might know wyatt frigato he's uh been here at Mutiny Radio for years and he lives in New York now and he's like so funny but his younger brother started doing comedy and he's incredible and his mom drives him in from Walnut Creek oh my god and he comes to the joke workshop and and it's amazing because he's all the adult comedians are like fuck this kid like (laughs) he's so good seriously so come see him for free at the noise pop block party on between like 19th and 20th Street. All this whole neighborhood is shut down on Saturday the 16th, which also happens to be the last day of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. And we have two shows at Atlas, one at 2 o'clock and one at 3.30. And you can get a table in their beautiful parklet. And it's the only way to get a table is to, you know, get Get the comedy tickets. Uh, All of our tickets are available on Eventbrite. Look up Mutiny Radio, or you can go to mutinyradio.fm slash comedy festival and all of our tickets are there all right I have guests coming in I promise I just had to say all that out loud because I'm so excited there's a lot of great things happening next week with the festival and without <laughs> um 10 10 this Sunday starts the first day of the festival and the first show is at 11 30 at Asiento right up the street and it's brunch and hollandaise and laughs and it's my birthday so please come and I'm going to be wearing a really cute outfit. And then we have shows at the bar at Dolores, bar on Dolores. and We also have shows at Milk Bar on the hate. So check those out, get your tickets. And then at eight o'clock, I have the punchline. Hey, it's going to be an incredible birthday. I just have to survive till then. All right, here we go. Let's listen to some floating goat and then we'll have some people come in and we'll have fun. Okay. now you're all fans of floating goat yay i love floating goat like i fucking love that band they also have a side project called hendrixian which is the same three guys chris ian and aaron and they only play Jimi hendrix covers and chris corona fucking rips it on that guitar he is crazy like so talented like ah, i love that band I love local bands, and uh, my other favorite local band would have to be the Wyatt Act or Conbrio. Oh, my God, and Conbrio is playing at the noise pop Block party, 20th Street, that's happening uh, Saturday the 16th here in this neighborhood. So come on down and be a part of our neighborhood. It's nice. I like it here. I've been here for a while now. Yay, Mutiny Radio. Uh, You're listening to some Call Me Tim. You must be listening live unless this podcast comes out later. Fingers crossed, whatever. I'm just screaming into the void at this point. It's fine. Like, I have to get it out. Uh, my friend last night, another showrunner for the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival, running a bunch of shows for me. He's great, great, great guy. Hilarious Mike Bonds. And he, like, touched my shoulder and said... I, need, I think you need to seek help. Like you might need therapy. He's like, talk to someone online, get some therapy. And I'm like, well, I, as a friend, I appreciate his impetus and help, but I've got the radio. So thank you listening audience for being my therapist. I've also got stage time. That helps a lot. Boy, do I love to be on stage. All right. I promise you Latoya, the sheriff of truth is coming. And Lee just sent me a message. Oh no, it was Luke Newman. He has a great show on Fridays at the Way Station in Berkeley at six o'clock on Fridays. An incredible lineup this Friday. Actually, I'm supposed to be on the show, but to do the show, I have to get someone to host my show, which is here at six o'clock at Mutiny. Um, but the coolest people are on that show. Justin Carisi, his sword jokes slay. ho, ho, ho. Nicole Tran, like t- arguably one of the funniest people alive. Ho, 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 ho. I love it when she laughs and she does this little dance like, ho. ho, ho. so funny. I love her. Uh, and Shelby Wilson is on that show. And who else is on that show? I looked at the lineup and I was like, damn, uh, so we'll see if I can get a sub here for Mutiny Radio. All right. I promise people are coming. Okay, so I do have things queued up, though. And um, this is James Taylor. <laughs> so I've been on a 70s kick just because, God, I'm such a narcissist. My birthday is is, uh, mon- s- Sunday, and aren't we glad that I'm alive? woo but I was born in the 70s, so I'm on a 70s kick, and I love James Taylor too. Everything was so like singer-songwriter heartfelt, but it felt more like, I don't know, authentic. Okay, um, I hope you enjoy some James Taylor, and then we'll see what happens. I swear to you the Sheriff of Truth is coming in. Maybe we'll do a rap. I don't know. We haven't done that in a long-ass time. And uh, hopefully Lee Stewart, comedian, writer, writes for the Petrero post news whatever on the upon the thing i shouldn't say whatever it's cool it's a local newspaper it's super cool okay thanks for listening to mutiny radio
1: feeling down and blue a trouble by some foolish game there's something in the way she moves or looks my way or calls my name that seems to leave this troubled world behind. And if I'm feeling down and blue, or troubled by some foolish game, she always seems to make me change my mind. And I feel fine anytime she's around me now. She's around me now, almost all the time. And if I'm well you can tell she's been with me now She's been with me now Quite a long, long time and I feel fine Every now and then the things I lean on They lose a the meaning And I find myself careening In the places where I should not let me go, no She has the power to go where no one else can find me And to silently remind me of the happiness and good times that I know Just got to know them, it isn't what she's got to say How she thinks or where she's been To me the words are nice the way they sound I like to hear them best that way. It doesn't matter what they mean. She says them mostly just to calm me down. And I feel fine anytime she's around me now. She's around me now almost all the time. And if I'm well, you can tell she's been with me now. She's been with me now quite a long, long time, and I feel fine.
2: Right? <laughs> I'm
0: sorry. I like, I like 70s. I'm a, I'm a springtime daffodil. All right. Uh, more music from the 70s uh in honor of 1974 and the years after that that I've been on the planet um more Elton John gotta love him she
3: packed my bags last night free flight zero hour 9 a.m And I'm going to be high as a kite by then. I miss the earth so much. I miss my wife. It's lonely out in space. On such a time let
0: feels Thanks, Elton John. I got him. I got him. I got a little, I got a little shiver from that. Felt good. I like the seventies. Like I said, authentic. All right, here we go. Different kind of seventies. ACDC, 1976. She got balls. Let's see what happens here. I think this is my anthem. you. My new anthem. Yay. I enjoyed that very much. ACDC. I don't usually like ACDC, but that was a good song. The 70s are here and they're here to stay. No, they're not. Oh, if I can just live until Sunday. My God. No, seriously. It's going to be the best day. Next week is going to be the best week of my life. Like so much stage time on like real big stages. Little stages, big stages, all kinds of stages. I just hope the audience is there. I know they'll be there at the punchline on Sunday. i just like to keep saying it. It's just that I was up there exactly six weeks ago on the last Sunday in August. And it's the second Sunday in October, which is six weeks, and it's my birthday and I get to perform, (laughs) I'm about to cry. No, I really am, I'm super excited. So go to the punchline on Sunday and um, see all my dreams come true. (sighs) Okay, I love Elvis and I love 70s Elvis before he died on the toilet. Poor guy, constipation's real. Uh, This is a, a little less conversation, which is what I need to practice. was great that was a remix of uh elvis's amazing thing all right hey kids walking by super cool i keep seeing kids walking by all the time kind of at the same time and i wonder if they're ever in school i'm like when are you in school the kids with the uniforms and i see them all the time on the corner and i'm like are you ever in a classroom (laughs) i'm sure the rest of the day they are i don't remember getting to walk the streets as a child uh, during class. Uh, San Francisco's cool, yo. Okay, still waiting for LaToya, the Sheriff of Truth, for for whatever's going to happen. And hopefully Lee Stewart, he's like, well, you want me to bring my guitar? He's like, yeah, whatevs, bro. Um, But we're going to keep the 70s train a-rolling with more of my favorite tunes. I love ABBA. And if you don't love ABBA, you don't have a soul. Straight up.
2: Super trooper beams are gonna blind me, but I won't feel blue like I always do. Cause somewhere in the crowd there's.
0: I just love that song. I love the 70s. They're so good, the 70s. I'm telling you that that ABBA, if you don't like ABBA, you don't have a soul. You're just a soulless monster. And if you don't like dancing, and prance around to that, come on. And that song goes out to Peter Struckmeyer, who uses it in a joke he has, which is amazing. He's one of the showrunners for the sixth annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival coming Sunday. And it, Six venues near you. All right. I promise you, Latoya, the sheriff of truth is coming. But right now, more 70s stuff. Stevie Wonder. Oh my God, I love this song so much. superstitious the writings on the wall the children are outside Latoya the sheriff of truth is here they're all wearing orange orange is my favorite color is the color of the dutch national team no one else cares about soccer but i do get uh, do the do the mic 4 yeah mic 4 over there get on in there latoya the sheriff of truth get my anchor yeah there. i know either either way you, you like it. i know the bouncy one you can fall off and it's crazy and uh, you made it so your timing's been off today
4: yeah i'm 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 the uh, i'm in the process of uh switching careers and so mm. i've been working on my resume resume's done now i gotta do a stupid cover letter because i'm trying to get a job for the shitty i mean the city
0: right right, right. <laughs> no so, i get you
4: and then I woke up to, like, first world problems.
0: First no, world. hey, jobs are great. I mean, people that can, no, I mean, I guess. And especially if you do something that you like and enjoy or feel passionate about. Trying
4: to do something better for the community. Yeah, it's work for the city. Working, working for the-, the shitty city, mm-hmm. excuse me. I, could keep, I need to stop saying that. Nah, you're fine. Uh, it's it's a, way, a way to connect Yeah. And especially within the community that I uh, live in the Bayview community. The Bayview. I was
0: having a conversation with someone about the Bayview last night and they were saying, okay, so we're outside of OMG, which is on sixth street. And they're one of the venues for the mutiny radio comedy festival. But so it's sixth street and one of our buddies, he's like, yeah, I just moved here. And I moved in with my other buddy. And he was like, it's on sixth street. And they said, well, what's that like? And well, it's 6th Street, and when you have to repeat, this is Anthony Zaccaro's joke, but when you have to repeat what it is again, it's like, it's pretty bad. <laughs> but 6th Street is, is pretty dirty, and so the other guy was from Vancouver, British Columbia, and he goes, well, then, like, what's the worst neighborhood around here? I'm like, well, this is pretty much the bad, uh, but, you know, yeah, Turk and Hyde, Turk and uh, Ellis is all yeah. oh, oh, over there, it's pretty, it's... It, it's gotten rough over there I, well in there's an encampment outside my place right up on Geary, which is crazy because usually crackheads don't like to walk uphill but they've literally made they have a tent now that's been there for like a week and a half uh, before they got their tent they just had these like a it was like a mattress futon set thing and it was but it was huge on the sidewalk and i'm like walking by them in the morning and i just i'm not sure i mean how to deal I mean I'm not gonna what am I gonna tell like oh, well, there's people living on my street like what whatevs I mean I'm sorry I feel guilty about having paid rent this whole time I feel bad that they don't have a place I feel bad that I, yes and then I'm coming down from my upstairs they're like oh my life is so difficult and then I'm like oh shit I'm not pooping on the street
4: but also too though as someone that does pay rent I think you should be able to live in a uh a nice neighborhood or something that is decent rather than having to worry about
0: those questionable house trouble people cuz you know well there's there's poop on part. the so the somebody a week ago um, got poop on their shoes and they sort of tracked it into the building oh, no. and i've sort of watched the footprint get smaller and i used it used to be really obvious so i'd like kind of walk around it but now i'm like kind of looking hard for it and i'm like i know they haven't cleaned up the poop yet but it's just the tracks that sort of went into our building
4: anyways see that part right there that's that's the part that is very dangerous to the city well I mean the poop I mean the the human feces is very dangerous that's I mean when you think about it like that's one of the reasons why cholera and other yeah the the plague you know I mean we're already in another one but that's why we should find wait, like, wait, wait, we which, live...
0: which plague. Because only 634 people have died of COVID since the beginning. Oh, you mean here in SF? Yeah, I'm saying here in. Yeah. Oh, you mean the big plague? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. Yes.
4: But I mean, that's why we live in a wealthy city, for mm-hmm. Pete's sakes. And so these people should. I mean, this is like the worst. When we say c- these
0: people, we mean like the rich people. Yeah. These
4: people. Yes, I mean these people. These rich people. That, you know, they give these, uh, uh, questionly house people like Elise, well, I think 300 or $500. What? But, yeah, they do. That's exciting. Which,
0: which is, that's it's great. not but, enough to but do anything with
4: that's, except That's, that's my point. That's my point. <laughs> Instead of dosing out this money, dose them out a place to live so they can have dignity. Yeah. You know, and amen. then that, when you have shelter and food over your head, you have some kind of dignity rather yeah. than just passing off people money. And they Mm -hmm. still are living on the street. That doesn't economically, that doesn't make sense. This is one of the reasons why I want to work for the city. Yeah. Because it it doesn't like especially what's going on in candlestick. So now what's going on in candlestick where it was supposed to be a bunch of developers and stuff like that, that was when they first knocked it down about six years ago. Now it's nothing but RVs and everything else. Yes. It's like a shanty town. But the problem is. There is no plumbing. There is no uh, bathrooms, and and it's right by us. It's right by the water. Yeah. It's right by a state park. Wow. So now we have to deal with the consequences of pollution and ever because these
0: people who are living in their campers who are don't pour in their pee in the bay. Poo, yeah, and so and what, they're not putting it in the. I mean, you're not right. You don't, There's not
4: a, not a proper plants. place. So, but what the city is doing Ooh. is now they're trying to put an infiltration center where the stadium used to be. So these people in the at, bathrooms and stuff but here's
0: they could have kept the goddamn bathroom i said this before they destroyed it i said why destroy the building the building is big why not turn it into a school it has all these bathrooms (sighs) it has all these kitchens it has all these seats it has a big playing field in the center of it why wouldn't they turn it into a school my question is
4: why did they decide to do it in a the last black neighborhood (laughs) that's another thing that i think about but here's something else that i even brought to what a um one of the supervisors here is just like, you know, it would be easy to take care of some of these people because there are not just campers, but there's tents as well. You could go to Lowe's or Home Depot and get those sheds. You know what I'm saying? Right. And kind of build a little mini neighborhood with, sure. a, a, with a plumbing and what have you. They've done it in ca- Oakland. I know. They've done it in Utah. We did a story years ago about what they did to uh, stop the homeless. And uh, I believe it was Park. Not, was a Park City, Utah. I think oh, so. Yeah, I mean, um, that's so. But cool. but these are little ideas ideas that you could do for these questionable houses, and it will you, you'll always have homeless no matter in any major city. That's just point blank. Well, period.
0: There was a guy on Jones yesterday that was like twerking without a shirt, <laughs> and he was like, "I'm I mean, he looked sixty eight, but he was probably fifty two. Oh, but no. he was like um, skinny and very tan." and very very cracked out and he was like dancing and laying and being and screaming and i was like it's two in the afternoon sir but that was happening so there's i mean that's real that's real
4: i mean the thing is the city is just like putting they keep putting band-aids on the situation Mm -hmm. and the situation especially where you have more people losing their homes due to their un- unemployment getting cut off, or still because they can't find jobs uh, because we still are in the pandemic, you know, there's going to be more people put out in the street.
0: Unemployment uh, just ran out Right. The moratorium on rent.
4: And so the fact is, you, I mean, I know this city's had decades of issues with, with this problem, but they still have not found anything really to fix it. And it, I'm glad you mentioned Turk and Hyde because when I was over there about a week ago, wow.
0: I, know that's I, don't, I, I don't I don't want to walk, walk that down that street. It's rough. And the street that's across um I love Emperor Norton's Boozeland and God oh, Bless yeah, Kevin and everything place. he's doing. But across the street is like everyone is it is impossible to walk it's down impossible. the sidewalk it's a crowd. because I actually have to walk into the traffic to go around because there's poop and dogs and people shooting up and it's all there and it's just stacked with people and it's like they're living and because they're doing construction in this other part and so underneath like the scaffolding they've just like that's the new bathroom for everyone or whatever and i mean I walked through i i and it was so funny because my cats were sniffing my shoes the other day and i was like i wonder why they're sniffing my shoes and it's like, because I walk through the Tenderloin every day to get home, every to get out and to get back. Like, I'm sure that yeah, I, we I tested don't... my shoes. <gasps> oh, that's a new, if I ever get a, a, but a child, if I ever get to, not that I want a child, but if I can hang out with a child and influence them and they want to win the science fair, it would be interesting to <laughs> swipe the bottom of people's shoes and find out what kind of crazy shit oh literal shit and like Ugh. other shit is on. Could you imagine That's like a black took... light
4: for the, the or the sheets, but right? for the shoes. Well if
0: you did a black light to it first and then you did I mean you could do a bunch of tests. It would be a really good science project to take everyone's shoes like from different people in different places and be like their shoes had this on it. Their shoes had this. I think that's a cool that's a, that's a cool idea. I don't
4: wear shoes in the house. I because how, too much pot, I think, is the thing. I don't wear shoes in the house. Be, no one wears shoes in the house do, too, because I don't know what's going to be tracking uh, in my house because of, well... When I used to work in the Tenderloin, mm. same thing, you know, mm. I've, I've stepped in human feces. I know I have. So that is why I'm not going to track that shit literally <laughs> in my house.
0: Yeah. Farm effect. Yeah. But I, mean, I stopped biting my nails though. in the pandemic is I was like, Oh wait, Everything is dirty. <laughs> yeah, right. And but I've had my fingers in my mouth for like forty-five years. So You've I'm cut it still down. Alive. <laughs> you've cut it down a bit.
4: But now you just a little bit more aware. It's just like, wait a minute. <sighs> if I'm like going to the store or on the public trans and or like in different you know, yeah.
0: Twice today I forgot my mask. When I left my house. <laughs> I walked out the front door and I was helping the girl and she had a bike and I looked at her mask and I thought, "Oh my god, I'm not wearing." And I looked at her and I'm like, "Oh, I forgot my mask." And that's the first time I've ever done that. Uh-oh. And so it was a weird feeling cuz it was like, this I'm is naked. weird. And then I ran upstairs and I got my mask and I came down. And then I went to the corner store and I forgot my mask again. And I walked in and I put my hand over my I was like, "I'm so sorry." I forgot my mask, and they're like, "You're fine." You're fine. Yeah. And I was like, "I'm so sorry. Like, I'm not trying to." But doesn't it feel like it's done? No, I don't think I don't feel that like It's done. Um, we have to get back to this thing about Bayview, though. Is that the reason yes. I brought it up? Is that we were talking about it last night, and someone said, "Well, isn't that the worst neighborhood?" And I said, "No, no." And the other guy said, "No, Bayview's fine. Bayview's just confused. It it's like San Francisco." pre-San Francisco or like San Francisco had a plan and they tried it out and it didn't work and then they kept trying it's like the streets go in the wrong direction there's there's one ways in the other direction that you can't and there's a triangle thing that happens there's water before you get there sometimes there's construction and nothing has changed and it's like what what it's, is happening what it here? is
4: it's it's this is what it is it's <laughs> the dividing line where the highway comes in and that's what um that's what they used to do back in the 50s and 60s when they were building major highways to divide the black neighborhoods no. from yeah and if you look at some of the old mats of sf bayview's not
0: even in there Wow. yeah I, I mean i thought the fillmore was the black neighborhood oh it was Past tense So then, because the fifties, if the fifties Fillmore was the black neighborhood, yeah. Oh, and then the what 50s, was Bayview to Fillmore? Uh,
4: Bayview was, I believe, in the forties and uh, early fifties. It was still like an Italian American uh. neighborhood, and then it started transitioning toward the mid to late fifties, and then in the sixties. Huh. And so, but for decades, Bayview got ignored, you know, just like yeah. any common black neighborhood in <laughs> a U.S. major city. You know, that's you know and it's that's still that stigma of like when people say like, Well isn't Bayview because of people think Bayview,
0: oh that's that's a lot of black and some Latinos and it's that whole I was at a party in the Bayview in two thousand eight and at midnight I was like, I need to get out of here, I think, because I'm worried that cabs won't come. So I did stay. <laughs> I, stayed. I stayed, I stayed until two, which was a mistake. I didn't get a cab until Mm -hmm. the next morning I actually had to stay over and they were like no one's gonna drive to this neighborhood and this is like in 2008.
4: I got you one. (sighs) This is even before I moved here. This is 2012 when I was still visiting uh, my significant other and we were downtown and we got a cab. And then the cab was like, where are you guys going? We're like moving already. And we're like, oh, we're going to Bayview, our address. He stops the car and tells us to get out. This has happened to to me twice, twice since, you know, once before I lived here and then once when I lived here. And so that to me, like, first of all, why would you tell someone get out because you're afraid to drop me off in my house. I'm I'm paying you a service. The
0: only the only thing I can think of racism. from besides racism from an economic standpoint is it is similar with the sunset. A lot of times people won't want to ride out to the sunset cuz they're not going to get any ride back. So as a cab driver when they drive out, this is the only way I can justify it is economically is that that cab driver is not thinking like I'm a racist but thinking like uh if I drive out the, all the way out to Bayview there's I'm not going to pick up anybody on the way back That's so, until I get to so and such a such a place. Right. And so they feel like they're That's
4: why the, these cab time. drivers they actually there's a story about the cab drivers here um uh they're they're they're, they're mad about not getting the medallions and stuff and I don't uh, care. Yeah. Cause you you drop you don't pick anybody up and you you're not reliable anyway. Right. Unfortunately, I mean I I'm all for the little man, but fuck these cabs here. Yeah. I'm sorry. The fact of the matter is just like number one. I understand economically. You're right, but you are a cab service. You don't just get to circle around downtown, and that's what they want to do. Of course, but that isn't that. That's being biased. That is actually not what your job is—just to circle around and drop me off at the Hilton to the airport.
2: Right.
4: And so, if I'm paying you a service, you're eventually going to end up back downtown or in the Mission. Right. right. You know, so you're going to give back to an area where you're going to be wanted. The, they, they cabs drive to the airport all the time all
0: the, well but the airport i mean come on you just gotta,
4: right. I mean right man. but i mean my my point is you know these cabs here are terrible i mean i used to talk shit about chicago cabs nah <laughs> sf you got that beat you know so it, it's you
0: know they're and cheaper it, than ubers now sometimes that's if you can catch one right <laughs> True. i know i can never find i mean them.
4: you can't find them really and, you know, even if, when you would order one, if you were going to the airport, they would never show up. Yeah, uh, I, you know, it's so... I still
0: don't have any apps on my phone to get any of those rides. Or I walk or I take the bus. I don't have that kind of money. I don't have Uber money. I don't have I don't have cocaine money. And I look at people and I'm like, look at you taking Ubers and doing cocaine. What is your job? Like, what do you do? I thought you were a comic. How are you doing this? Is, are, do you have a secret job? <laughs> um I want to play a song because I want to turn this down um, or take the from around the corner so I don't feel guilty when oh, I swear I, because of the children. I, I found but, I'm the really, but I'm really. But it's fine. We're in the neighborhood. But I want to put on another um, ABBA song. I'm playing only 70s music today because I was born in the 70s. So N- 1974. 1974. Oh, I didn't even get to. Tell, I'll tell you my good news after. Hold on. always makes me happy
4: that song's really sad
0: so it doesn't it just i mean it still makes me happy even though it's it makes me want to dance like i just i want to be britney spears no Uh, you don't (laughs) no no, i don't want her conservatorship i did watch that amazing movie and poor britney i loved the ending when she was like i wasn't good i was great and i was like yes you are girl you get it you are and i i felt a kinship to her and i was like trying to tell myself give myself those personal affirmations you're not good her you're family great. is
4: fucked up what I know. a traitorous
0: family man
4: speaking of family i want to hear about this good news oh good
0: news yeah you want the good news or the better news
4: uh start good and work yourself
0: to better okay so the good news is that uh the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival starts this Sunday on my birthday, which Ooh. is crazy. And so I have the I have the opening show at eleven thirty, which is this like brunch thing. It's going to be super fun. And then I'm on a show at Milk Bar at like six. But then the the, the best part is um I got a, I got a gift, and I I got booked in the punchline. What yeah, I got pre booked. So I'm actually on the punchline this Sunday at eight o'clock. Yay. on my birthday, on my forty seventh birthday. It's kind of like this crazy, like, it's a dream come true. It's like, I'm not, I mean, I've done it. This will be my seventh time, sixth time. But it's a great birthday present. It is an amazing birthday. This is my sixth. This is my sixth time on that stage. And I love it. I feel comfortable. I'm so excited. And I get to do it after the whole day of festival. It's like a whole day of comedy where I've got like all these comedy shows. And I'm like running this whole festival And I'm meeting all these people and seeing all these comics. It's going to be great. And then I go to the punchline and I get to perform. So that's going to be awesome. And then, oh, could there be better news? How could there possibly be better? There's better news. So the noise pop block party happens every year. And it used to happen in August. But they didn't have it because of the pandemic. And then this year. So they're actually having it on ten sixteen, which is the closing day of the festival. And that happens to coincide with what we're doing at Atlas, which is inside everything blocked off. And the only way to get a table at Atlas is to buy a ticket for the comedy show. Damn. So it's going to be tons of people and people can listen for free across the street because the street's blocked off anyways. And I hope Atlas makes a ton of money off everybody. But we're having two comedy shows, one at 2 o'clock and one at 3.30. But wait, it gets better. That's not even the better news. There's the best news is that I... And two other comics that I booked. We get to open the Noise Pop Block Party Festival. Oh. On their main stage. Their main stage on 19th Street. Oh, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Their main stage on 19th Street at noon. At high noon. That's pretty cool. I get to open up the Noise Pop Block Party fucking festival. uh, With PG-13-ish stuff. So it's going to be me. I'm going to do 10. And then I've got... Luke a the teen phenom he's 13 years old he's amazing obviously he's PG 13 he's literally 13 <laughs> years old and he's hilarious he has like 16 minutes of jokes right now it's unbelievable he gets to he, talk about his uh, adolescent life oh nice oh my Actually, favorite my favorite joke of his right now that nice. he's working on the premise is that um, he's like so I just turned 13 and I'm in eighth grade and one of my friends man he's so gross He's dating a seventh grader. Oh, my God, she's 12. Ew, gross. So how could she Disgusting. Really- <laughs> And he like stomps around the stage like, dude, dude. Like, it's so funny. Actually, that's really cute. It's I so love it. cute. That's really he cute. He writes really good jokes and he's a child. But it's really interesting because I interact with him like he's a, just a comic, like just a regular guy. Yeah, you treat him normally. I treat him like a comic, like every other comic. And he's nicer than most of the comics. He always says please and thank you. Oh, he's he's really like bright. super deferential. Like, he's always like, what do you need? Like Good parenting. Great. And his mom comes with him and she's the nicest lady and she makes really good cookies she's just a doll dawn she's the best but luca branches come see him and then the other comic will be mike bonds because he's amazing and, and
4: that's the last night
0: then that's the, the last o- day. day and so then the that opening. so on the last day of the festival i get to open up noise pop which is crazy and then i've got the two shows at atlas which is going to be crazy and then there's more shows than there's shows at omg and milk bar there's six shows that day there's 2 and 3 30 at atlas there's 4 and 6 at milk bar and there's 5 and 8 at omg and the closing show is at 8 o'clock and i hope that everybody comes because we're just gonna fucking party after we're at that's gonna be we're at omg i love rakesh he's the owner he's amazing i want to like make him some money i want everyone to party and it's just like perfect because we do the show there and then it's like, everybody stay. Like we're done with the show at 10 and then we all just fucking party. So what it sounds like
4: is the Mutiny Comedy Fa- Festival slash uh, pamtastic uh birthday bash will be a seven-day.
0: Yeah, like seven-day seven birthday. Seven-day yeah. birthday. yeah. Well, it's like, you know, people say like, oh, it's my birthday week. Oh, you're taking your birthday week. And it's like, what are you doing for your birthday week? How hard are you going to party? And I'm like, party, <laughs> dude, I'm going to get stage time. Like, I, are you kidding me? I'm going to get so good. I have 11 performances in seven days and they're all 10 minutes. Damn. Well, the one at the punchline is only seven minutes. Wait, but,
4: you, 11, say
0: that again? Yeah, I have 11 performances in seven, days. in seven days and only one of them seven minutes. The rest are all 10 And then I get to open for Scott Capro, which is, like, amazing. That's awesome. And, um, I mean, he's so funny. I've seen him twice at the Punchline now, and I just love him. And he still, he lives here, right? Well, he lived in Paris for a while. and He's, like, a playwright and an author and an actor and an amazing human being. He
4: looks great. He's amazing. I was reading his bio, and he was born in 1962. Yeah. Yeah, and I was just like oh my god this he still looks the same from like 1992
0: yeah. he's <laughs> so he's 14 years older than me yes
4: yeah, so no
0: 12 12 12 years older than me he looks good well so do you damn so yeah do you for, but, I mean, mm, but hey. he looks good like he must get botox i mean i don't want to spill the tea but he must like i was thinking about getting it this week honestly but i didn't and i that's why i'm wearing the hat i cut my bangs too Um, is it is it the forehead that you my forehead my my the grooves are so deep on my forehead now that and between my eyes and that one that I my nail my fingernail actually got caught in there the other day (laughs) I was like motherfucker like I am getting old and I don't like it no
4: I I really let's see I've known you since what 2013 Mm -hmm. yeah oh wow you're like in your thirties. Uh, I know. Yeah. I
0: just act like a child. Yeah.
4: <laughs> no, that's, that's what all. keeps you young, my dear. Mm. I mean, we know a bunch of a, a stiff 20, 30, 40, 50, 60 year olds. So, you know, you're not, you, you're not, keep that child know. like,
0: thank you. Keep that child. I like. was, um, so I was supposed to, I wanted to go to a second open mic last night and I was actually on the list, but I ended up hanging out with me. Anyway. So I went to Geary club to hang out. Cause I was like, I just want to be a regular person. And I, whatever. <laughs> So I walk in and I sit down and drink my drinks. And I talked to this one guy who's like a pilot now and he used to be a bike messenger. And I was like, what? You fly planes? What? That's and he, but he does FedEx. Anyways, he was a very interesting cat. What was his name? Fuck. And then there was another guy and he was like kind of chatting me up. And he was born in 75. But he looked way older than me. Uh, uh. But he gave me the best compliment. He said, when you walked in this bar, you looked like the most interesting person in here. Ha. He's like, you didn't even say anything. You just walked in. And I was like, and yesterday I was wearing a shitty outfit. I wasn't even wearing, like, I, oh, I think I was wearing the cheerleading jacket. That,
4: see, which she still has, class of 1992, I see. Baby. 92, baby. Yeah, um, get it done. Yeah, because he was right. See, the thing is, you know, we humble ourselves yes. by, like, kind of, when— I'm, I'm I'm not really good with compliments, but I always say thank you. But then I start to think about I'm like, you know what? Maybe that person is right because I try not to get a big head. So I see why you you kind of like you know. I don't shrub think
0: but well, I don't. But here's the thing: should. watching the whole Britney Spears thing made me love her and also made me so jealous because I was like, she was so cute. Like, I wasn't a cute enough kid. I was great at memorizing things. I love being on stage. I would love to be Britney Spears. If I could, I wouldn't even care. I don't even have to do jokes. If I could dance in front of, like, I mean, I'd say 3,000, but she was like 300,000. Jesus Christ. Like, I can't even imagine how amazing, like, ah, uh, that's like, ah, uh-huh, that's what all I ever wanted. Even as a child, when I was very little, I was like, I want to be in front of everybody. Yeah. But I wasn't cute, or I wasn't good enough. So that was where I got my brain all fucked up, is that I was like, I'm not good enough, I'm not good enough. But it, it's just, I wasn't cute enough. But then I was like, I'm not good looking And I just was like a kind of, I, But I could dance, and I could sing on key. I can still sing on key, and I can still dance, and um i can memorize things and i was like oh i wanted to be a disney kid or be on saved by the bell jesus i couldn't i mean oh but i'm not is not as pretty as jesse spano you oh know? my god you're gag me with the spoon
4: like I'm Lisa, no so i'm not too. i shut up I am not going to Saved by
0: the Bell. They yes. were all so pretty, and it was like I that. Shit them was
4: like I fucking hate that show. The only part, I, the only episode, I was forced to watch that show. By the way, the only episode I like is, of course, when Jesse Spano takes Ooh, all that speed. Yeah! I'm, so I'm so oh excited! I'm so excited! God, that was amazing! Were I'm they so scared! No, 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 no! Was, no that's, that's not that episode. That's yeah. See, I
0: hate this show, but I know the episodes. No, um, no I remember when she was on that. Adderall. It yeah, wasn't I mean, Adderall. It was Ritalin. Was it was It, it was It wasn't Real Speed. It was like it was some kind of like candy ca-
4: speed. Yeah, or like it was because like, she was yeah. trying to be the best and like like get all straight A's and do all this and do all that. I love that episode. Funny, still funny. But, she was dancing. But like there were so many. <laughs> There's so, you would have been perfect. I was trying to be a Nickelodeon kid. So I was like, I auditioned for like Double Dare and stuff when they would come to the mall back in the day. Uh, And so, of course, I never got picked. But I, you know, there were a lot of cute and like uh kids but there's kids also too that had personality like you they may have not been the best looking kid but that personality shines so i think you know that's probably one of the reasons why you started taking ballet and doing all these things disney kid. oh my god you'd be happy you didn't end up like a disney oh, kid dance and sing for money oh, kids incorporated oh. most of the kids ended up on drugs, mm. uh, and she's still like she has a Kool-Aid I'm smile. She really, I'm
0: like, yeah! <laughs> she, you're still dreaming about that Disney. The, the, I mean, Disney's the devil. I was, it was just it makes me so crazy because I think I, I missed the. I was in fifth, I was in sixth grade, and I got to be the the lead in the school musical at the Christian school, and I, I
1: was See, Christy. That I was
0: Christy in Little Christmas Lamb, and I got. Um, I got a couple solos and I had so many lines and I, I, I have the video. So my dad put it on DVD and I watched it recently and I was like, I was fucking good. Like, and I even remember sort of like being on stage and thinking about my blocking or thinking about like the looks I should have on my face because I was acting. But the cutest part of that video is that I'm singing my solo and the choir comes in behind me on the second verse. And I just start belting so much louder because I'm like, this is my solo. And I remember in the How tech rehearsal, you? I was sixth grade. Oh I remember being God. in the tech, so uh, I was 11. So I remember being in the tech rehearsal and being like, do they have to sing? Does my mic get higher? Like, are we, I can't hear myself over the group. Like, I mean, I'm can, like a sociopath, can you narcissist in sixth
4: grade. I would like to see that. Oh, yeah, I have
0: it. I'll bring it in. Oh, so that Little was- Christmas lamb, little Christmas lamb, friend, so true. Little Christmas lamb, little Christmas lamb, I love you. You came on Christmas Day, a present from my father, I believe. Whatever comes our way, my truest friend, you'll always be. See, I can't sing the high notes anymore. The Little Christmas Lamb was the name of the play, and it was all about, like, I was this orphan, and I had this shitty lamb that I'd had forever, and there was a a gift exchange, and I bring the shitty lamb to the group of kids, and they all make fun of me, and they're like, she's poor and weird because she's an orphan. And then they open up the presents, and this one girl goes like, ew, it's a dirty old lamb. And it's like after I've been singing songs about this, like, Christmas Uh lamb and all this stuff. And then everybody comes together at the end, and like is like, it's okay that you're poor and weird. You gave a gift that you gave a gift. Like who it was wrote about? This? It was a Jesus. It was a Jesus thing. It was at the Jesus school. Did they write this? I, no, it was. I mean, it was. It was a little Christmas lamb. I mean, I guess we could look it up online it and see if it Christmas exists.
4: little Christmas Reaganomics lamb.
0: Yeah, it was. It was, <laughs> oh my Well, well, let's see what year it was. 1985. Uh, yeah, because I was in. Eighty five or eighty six, probably eighty six. No, eighty five because it was Christmas. Christmas. Right. Thank you. Nineteen eighty five. Rain man about I that peaked, shit. That's when I peaked. I
4: want to see this. Okay, I really want to see this. Watch the little girl. I want to see this. Plus, it's like that like 1985 grainy, like oh big ass VHS, VHS recording. Yes. Okay, and plus, I have yeah. never seen photos of you as a little girl. Ooh, little girl, Little so girl. So seeing Pam. you like in action as a child, they had me I'm in kind like of
0: the worst outfit. It was like this <laughs> schlubbiest outfit. Like the, they were like, we're in Danville and we're trying to make this rich girl look poor. Let's put her in this. Oh my God, this is not, that is not Christian life. <laughs> is, well, look at the birds of the sky. They do not sow or I mean, reap and stow away in barns, and yet your heavenly so, father takes care oh of them. Oh my God, that is... Are you not better than birds?
4: I'm kind of Touch mortified them. about the story. So, like Because even yeah. even going to Catholic school, I mean, come on. My, some of my views were kind of tainted as a child, but, oh, actually, I, I take that back. I'll never be good enough.
0: You wonder why I wonder why i never be good Jesus really fucked my shit up. The religion that I grew up with. Christian school. And, and my and the and my the family structure. Because I did because I did attune to it so hard and it was such a part of my being and my person. And I although I wasn't accepted, I was sort of accepted. But at least by my family. But that's the thing. Once I negated all of that super Jesus y shit, <laughs> my family who's still super Jesus y and stuff, were like, ooh, persona non grata. And I'm like, if you think about it, though, I live my life in a more Jesus-y way than they do. Like, he was a poor person that hung out with everybody and provided for the community and like-
4: That's yeah. why I get confused when people and, you know, I we all compared
0: myself. I compared myself to Jesus and Socrates this week.
4: OK, uh, Pam, you did God that last week, down. too. You did that God last week. Damn it. Um, <laughs> no, but w- that's why it's really co- like not confusing. Let, wrong word. I think it's really sinful and terrible as someone who is a recovering Catholic that, you know, they would use prosper prosperity as something that is jesus-like when it's like wait a minute that's not the story we're telling
0: here mm-hmm. and yeah.
4: you know and the fact that
0: <laughs> it gets twisted religion gets twisted it gets and, so twisted and it's and i feel like religion you, is an economic machine it's it just is. an economic machine it's, like it's everything not about else. helping
4: and... thy fellow man and and you know like with the homeless we were talking about that yeah. you know you're giving someone a dollar or something but also volunteering and putting time out to help these people Food. or working for an organization to do something better for homeless or social justice
0: or for just old people in general I, the thing yeah. that's making me crazy now and it makes me crazier and crazier and crazier as i walk every day you are and like I, jesus my boy. well jesus walked a lot too but I see the questionably housed are overwhelmingly over 50. Yes. And I'm not 50 yet, and I have trouble getting out of bed, and I have a bed. So, like, sleeping, I can't imagine how difficult, how much work it is to live without stability. Like, I just can't imagine how... no, I can't. I don't, but see, I'm a hustler. Like, oh, but then how the only reason I can be a hustler is I'm highly educated and I've figured out a way to use my smartitude to plus
4: you, you do what you, I do to be you, an artist or whatever. You weren't raised in that hustler lifestyle either,
0: so you had to pick up, yeah. Know. But I kind of was because, like, even when I was even when it was junior high, it was Christmas time, little Christmas lamb before that, like, years before that, like, fourth grade, even um we had a oak tree in our backyard and it, it grew mistletoe and so my dad would cut down the mistletoe and then I would wash it and bag it put ribbons on it and they would drop me off in front of the the luckies and the longs were next to each other in Danville and I had a little card table and I'd sit there and sell mistletoe for Whoa. like a dollar fifty for a, little a
4: bag lots of or- yeah
0: yeah and I'd sat there. that was like in okay. fourth grade because it was like, okay. you know, Girl Scout cookies are only once a year. I mean, right. little Pammy can sell shit. And so okay. they put me on a little table. And But I all the money I got to keep. And I used it for Christmas presents. That's how I earned my money for Christmas presents is I sold mistletoe. Because I didn't know how to, cool. like, what am I going to, how am I going to, hey, mom, can I have money from you to buy you a gift? That's not buying them a gift. That's using their money to, I mean, that's just.
4: They're showing you how to do it yourself as a
0: child and how to be responsible I don't and... think it was their idea. I feel like it was my idea
1: to really? be honest
0: I, I I should ask if I ever talk to my parents again, <laughs> I should ask them if when I was a child that young was it was was the impetus for me to or... sell mistletoe because huh. my brother didn't do it with me like he didn't want to fucking do it. And they just dropped me off. And isn't that crazy that Danville is so safe? And even earlier than that, I was a second grade Girl Scout. They were kidnapping kids a lot in the early but 80s. not in Danville. Because Child. they didn't build the BART. Because they were like, riffraff doesn't belong here. Only rich people live here. But my parents, my mom would drop me off at um, condo groups. And she'd be like, all right, I'll be back in an hour. Just go to every door, knock on it, and ask if they want Girl Scout cookies. Oh, well, yeah, yeah. But I was like in second grade Mm -hmm. and I had no, there was no one with me. I remember being a small child and just sort of being, I remember walking to school, which was like a mile away. Well, the misconception
4: still, uh, still to this very day, especially that time in the eighties was, oh, not my neighborhood or it couldn't happen. Like. The 80s and part of the early 90s were when kids in the suburbs were
0: getting the fuck snatched up. I wasn't cute. I think my parents was I wasn't a... cute <laughs> enough to get snatched. What? They were like, she's a chunky Come little on. monkey. Look at her. Like, yeah. No. Maybe. Stop. Why were they letting me walk around alone in Danville as a child? <laughs> no. Because Danville is, must be safe.
4: Yeah. Well, people have that perception. And so because, you know, because I at that time I was growing up in a small town when everyone had their doors unlocked and shit like Mm. that. But it's but also looking back and seeing as like, oh, shit. There were times when I could have got, like, you know, Stranger Danger was probably driving down the street. Like, I, there would be some times when cl- cars would slow down and mm. I would walk fast or, like, you know, in an, or in the subdivision that I lived in. You know, you want you don't want to be anywhere near that house or, you know, that guy's mm. car. Mm. I don't know, You didn't have any of those kind of,
0: like... No, I mean, our neighbors... Uh, two doors down were relatively predatory because there were three boys, and they had a clubhouse in their backyard with play playboys in it. That's the only predatory kind of. Well, well, there was good. there was a predatory thing. I don't. I mean, I have a poem about it. I don't want to get into it. But let's uh, let's we gotta let's invite Joan in. Right. We were talking about Jesus and stuff, and she's into Jesus. Um, Latoya, I'm gonna move you to Mike two. Mike two, Mike two. And we're gonna we're gonna bring Joan in. She's the hate street Ouch. uh historian. Doing, doing all that's, doing all that stuff. Writing books, writing books, and doing stuff. Taking time, meeting people. Yeah, pick any chair you want. This one's cool. Yeah, don't lean back too hard because um, people fall down sometimes. It's like semi broken. (laughs) Everything in here is like partially broken, like somewhat. Like, not completely broken, just a little bit. It's like me. It's like my soul. It's not totally broken. Just or my heart. Yeah, just a little bit broken. Uh, oh. Latoya, do, talking to Mike, too, again. Let me make sure it works. Uh, yeah. Yeah, there it goes. There okay. it goes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm we're close enough good. on it. Yeah, we're perf. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. I just shortened something like a child. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I said perf. That's gross. It came out of me naturally, perf. too. Oh, it's. I perfect? I just took perfect, and I just said perf instead. Oh. Don't I'm way behind the totes scene Remember the totes I can't I can't either I can't. I, And some people I can't It's like I'm, I can't even it's I, mean, like, I can't just even got what?
4: I just got into LOL I don't like, I don't
0: understand the laws
4: Like four years ago so But I'm not doing the shorting of perf I and, guess like,
0: though LOL, <laughs> LOLs is actually like Not a cool It's also like It's like saying you're kind of lame At the same time It has more meaning yeah. than what Laugh it was Laugh out loud Yeah Yeah but it isn't really what it was it's like whenever people use it in the context they use it it confuses me because i'm like but that was just like i feel like you're making fun of me <laughs> in it in your i'm really i want to shame people with emojis
4: <laughs> oh i've i've started to i've started to learn the art of uh talking in emoji language which is pretty cool i i oh, yeah. I, uh, well, i'm I, an
5: expert on that are you you speak, <laughs> you speak did you know did, oh, you, did uh, you know that nice. william Six months doing nothing but emojis.
0: did you know that uh william oh, burroughs oh so she's
5: not, not like lying emojis. oh no my uh, God! Beautiful.
0: but for realsies william yes. william burroughs talked about <laughs> that <laughs> william That's burroughs awesome. william burroughs talked about that in the 60s uh and he oh, said really? he did and he said that um the highest form of communication is when we can take the written language and we can make it purely <laughs> pictorial. Yeah. So he was basically talking about uh, William Burroughs, just like was talking about emojis before emojis. That's, That's pretty all. cool. Yeah. But, he, but and he was like, take it would be that, but it's not the hieroglyphics of the right. Egyptians because not everybody understands those. But creating a language that was purely pictorial and spreading it, he said, was the highest form of language in humanity.
5: Well, yeah, my us. readers are calling it hieroglyphics, and I'm calling it hieroglyphics. Well, it's there you go. People who can't, even, don't even know how to read, can understand almost everything I'm saying. I'm calling
0: I'm them wingdings. Is that oh, what you're yeah. using on the? You're using the wingdings font? Is that what you're using, Sounds or are so you doing much. real emojis?
5: I, I don't know. Just, they just—they came. I bet with it's like the wing- language, though.
0: I bet it's the wingdings font. It's the
5: ones that. Can, it's the simple, nice black and white ones. They're not all bulbous. They look like real things. Gotcha. I, I like those. It,
0: and can you, can you translate one of your lines for us that's done pictorially?
5: Yes, I, I sure could. Uh, hopefully I can find one quickly. Uh,
0: Joan's reading from her book. What's the name of your book? Uh,
5: Peace, Drums, Jesus Was a Hippie.
0: Peace, Drums, Jesus Was a Hippie. God bless you, Joan. I'm so happy you're here.
5: <laughs> Thank you. Like, I am too. We got happy. Jesus
0: in the corner. You're going to read some hieroglyphic emojis. This couldn't be. This couldn't be a better Wednesday. We've got Latoya, the sheriff of truth, here to Broward. make sure to, to make sure it all works out. <laughs> no, to give me free therapy. You're basically my therapist. Yay. You know that, right? This it's ridiculous that I, I don't I've pay taken you money. Many psychology courses. Dear God, yeah. You university. actually. There was a time when you, my buddy, got married, and you talked to me. I was ready to not go to the wedding because I hadn't shaved my legs, and I didn't have any closed toed shoes so i couldn't wear nylons because you can't wear nylons with open toed shoes and i was having a mental breakdown about my open toed shoes and not having time to shave my legs and this dress and this stuff and you were like pam they just want you there they don't care if your legs are shaved or not you're also a (laughs) groomsman it's totally normal presents will be wanted rather than not be there yeah and you talked to me anyway. I was like I was having a mental meltdown in my house, like,
2: I can't to tight, I have no shaver. And then I'm in tights in the middle of the shoes. Yeah, I'm wearing tights and open toe
4: shoes. I love it when we women have breakdowns to- over like a uh, total break over lycra. Oh god. <laughs> dear god. But um, you know but you know better not to wear open toe shoes
5: with yeah, you don't wear nylons with open toe shoes. Tacky tacky Sorry. gross
0: Joan, will you hire a girl for us? <laughs>
5: <laughs> <laughs> okay, here's some emojis. Here's a, a surveillance camera emoji looking at uh, a lot of these uh, circles with the bar. You know, you can't drink, you can't walk, you can't smoke, you you, you can't throw trash, you can't talk on your cell phone. And then there's a, an emoji of a police car. That's ah. And here's another one So it's
0: everything cool gets caught by the police
5: Yes, by the cameras it's By the cameras a, it's And the then cameras. Hence the
0: police Because the big brother is watching
5: Yeah, the cameras are watching That's the So that's the, the uh,
0: That's the I'm going to title that one Big brother is watching
5: mm. Well, here's another one This homeless friend of mine uh, He had an idea for a new business He was going to start Homeless vacation packages <laughs> 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 wait, wait,
0: wait. Wait, wait, To have people come be homeless or to have homeless people go be on vacation?
5: He told me he has an idea for a new business, Homeless Vacation Packages. People would give him $1,500 and get absolutely nothing. They would be dropped off in a seedy part of town without even a sleeping bag and no money. They would get instructions about dumpster diving and how to urinate in public without being caught.
0: Damn.
5: On a worn-out piece of paper, he had the plan all mapped out, the beginnings of a brochure. It's brilliant. Okay, you know what
4: that reminds me <laughs> That's of? Amazing. I don't know why I can picture some really ultra-wealthy son of a bitch <gasps> doing that it kind of gives me yeah, like the vacations yeah, exactly a like whole different world it gives me like i don't know if you guys are familiar with the show called naked and afraid oh where sure they sure drop sure. you off naked mm. in the middle oh. uh, uh
0: like, like alone
4: yeah uh, yeah exactly yeah. so i would oh, that could work that
0: would i'd be yeah and
4: especially hollywood actors would probably utilize it well because they, if they a role that they have
5: to get into. Sure. They can have a reality show. I was thinking that they, the they have done the this. They really have. They, they've got reality shows. I don't know if it's British, but they've got them where somebody goes out on the street and they have to spend the night and really? they don't have anything. Yeah, they, they've done it, that.
0: I mean, Maybe I guess it's good that. to teach people and let them see how difficult it is Humboldt to live on the street, f- but... You don't want to exploit? How much appropriation and exploitation is that? Like, oh yeah, we're gonna make money off homeless people. We're gonna make a TV show about homeless people, but we aren't gonna give homeless people any money. Or that we aren't gonna true. find any way to true. give back to the people that we're like appropriating their culture from. And it's not even their, they don't want this culture. Who wants this culture? And people go, oh, they choose it, they choose it. I don't think the, that's yeah, fair, I mean,
4: know? I, I, yeah, I, I, the exploitation. God damn it, it was such a good idea. <laughs> it, it was, it's a good idea. But the. the yes you're right about the exploitation part because people that's what happens when you start to make money off of it and then yeah yeah i've got
5: emojis here here's one (laughs) how they used to burn homosexuals at on the at the stake. stake yeah so i've got the two girls together and two boys together and a campfire and flames on either side and then i've got um uh, religions, uh, uh, okay, uh, what is it, it's a cobweb, a bishop's hat, a crystal ball, and a preacher, and then they're all saying that the peace movement should, people should go to jail. It's got a peace signed hand and, and with an arrow going to a cop car and some handcuffs—that's what I do with emojis. Sure, sure,
0: sure. That's the that's Jones emojis telling a, story. telling a story. You're doing it's the Burroughs thing. It's like you're accidentally. I'll have to find it for you and send it to you sometime. I it's wouldn't. a YouTube, and he talks about it.
4: Oh, it's on YouTube. Yeah, Thank talk, you. there's all
0: kinds of Burroughs. Like he talked about all kinds of things.
4: Oh no, of course. I mean, I've re- I read that at lunch, like when. Uh, at oh high my school, God! I I mean, about all the that.
0: bubbles. I mean, who knew? I mean, no wonder our whole. Like people are into ass play now. I mean, after after you read Naked Lunch, but I'm sure the, type, every typewriter has a butthole. Come on,
4: I'm sure I'm sure a lot of uh, these uh, schools that are in like these conservative towns and cities and stuff, they've been getting rid of books such as like William S. Burroughs, yeah, Tropic know? of
0: Cancer. That scares the shit out of people. They're like they're talking about sex the day the <laughs>
5: and, and getting bitten proper. by fucking bedbugs in Paris. It's no good. But if they talk about freedom, it's not more dangerous. Mm. This one is about Diamond Dave, who had oh, a show here. Dee Dee. It's about how he broke out of the hospital. It's oh, called wow. The Great Escape. <laughs> I don't think I knew about this one. No, you don't know about this. Uh, okay, I, was there. I brought him cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> when he broke out or before? Before. Before, before
4: This was breakout. before.
5: Actually, this one is about when he broke out. Yeah. I guess I did put that put it in there. Wait. It it must talk about that in here. Yeah, so I got a bunch of emojis about that. So
4: you're you're kind of he- ahead of the game when it comes to the emoji language then by the looks of it
5: I can't stop you know when I make a phone call I've got to add emojis I I, I have to say it is quite fun sometimes rather than just
4: doing a boring text sending a, pho- a picture of something you know it, it makes the conversation a little bit better it's like you know we're so used to talking and what have you but when it comes to texts and just you know throwing an emoji in there uh, it's just like
0: All right. I send a lot of snow cones and, um, (laughs) snow cones I like. And, um, I also like the pirate flag because obviously mutiny. And, uh, so I'll do pirate flag heart, but then I'm into ducks. So I'll do like duck (laughs) and I like salad. Like I'm like duck (laughs) salad pretzels sometimes. Like I do a lot of food emojis that don't make sense and people keep like Getting back to me and being like, "What are you saying?" And I'm like, "I'm hungry." I think is what I'm saying. I need to eat more food. I don't know more, uh, Joan, more stuff. Although I'm interested to know about your history with Jesus. Like, oh yeah, I'm really interested to know. um, So you were raised religiously in a Protestant or a Catholic or a which kind of?
5: I I was raised a Catholic in French Canada. I actually lived in a convent as a child. What when I was six and seven? years old. How do you live in a convent? Your mom was a nun? Uh, no. Because no. <laughs> no. That's, that's, <laughs> that's an oxymoron, nay? Yeah. Eh? It, it was, was like a boarding school. Mm. <laughs> and um, it was, you know, first kindergarten and first grade. For a boarding school, though? For tiny children?
0: Yeah. Were you, were you, did you cry at night because you missed your mommy? I didn't cry, but I did miss her. Yes. And you thought, you remember being a child and being like, did you feel, what were the feelings you were having when you I were like... I don't know if I want to talk about Okay, it. then that's yeah. not, I'm sorry, okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> because I'm sure some of them I'm nuts. just
5: coming to terms with it myself. Okay, you no, know, my no, I'm, did so- not I'm sorry about me. that. It was a family situation. Okay. She did the best she could. Good, good, good. I ended up in, in there, and it was a nice place. It's just, they don't notice if a little child doesn't play with other children, or, oh. you know, doesn't make friends. And so, it's a pretty lonely oh. place. But I did enjoy the schoolwork. I, I learned that I could really... So, you know, your the nuns were nice. They, they were very nice, because... yeah. They, they, but they just, you know, they talk, they didn't really talk you in. They just told you to get in right. bed and they that's... fed you. And... Well, that's good. They didn't, weren't touchy, feely, but. No, mean. Like, they didn't have need, time. Like, my mom, like,
4: my, my family, like, as you were saying, I was raised Catholic and we all went to Catholic school. So, their nun stores were mortifying. I know. And so, like, and then I had, like, one of the nuns, Sister Mary Ellen. Uh, she's no longer here she was mean and cruel but as she got older she got a little she didn't have the ruler anymore Mm. so she was the one that would torment she broke it on somebody's head yeah Yeah, trying to get that stereotype out of my head because there were some nice nuns but yeah
5: Well, the whole religion is mean. That's the trouble. And here we go talking about Jesus. You know, it's not what Jesus taught, obviously. If you look at what it says there, he actually said he didn't teach hell, really. I know they can argue with me about that. But, you know, it's the trash dump outside of Jerusalem, Gehenna, and the Egyptian land of the dead, if he even said that. And, and that's the other thing people don't realize each gospel is written by dozens of people, people. not just oh, one yes. and it was people that didn't ever meet jesus it's, luke and mark never met jesus paul never met I jesus know. and and that's the supposedly
0: came to him on the road and and yeah, uh whatever. what blinded him and then unblinded <laughs> <out or> whatever. <laughs> the national require
5: but then that's the thing is if that we negate Does that mean we have to throw the planet away and think we're born in sin and we're a bunch of sinners? We We are. God's going to torture us. Just because he says he saw that on the road, does that mean we have to hate each other and persecute each other and start wars and do all this garbage that people do because of things he said? He put those in there, you know, that idolaters are worthy of death that slaves should obey their masters obey. in all things, that women are no good because Eve gave him the fruit, and therefore, you know, she's yeah, deserving. She's,
4: she ate the apple. She should and be so punished. She, she, yes.
5: And, and she should have power on her head. She should, ha- mm. she should have, you know. Just
0: establishing the patriarchy the, from the, the, the beginning. He
5: established it, yeah. yeah. it was already there. But you know what I mean? Jesus' stuff was fun. It was cute. It was funny. It was sweet, you know. And and he liked the
0: weird people. Zacchaeus yes. was a wee little man. A wee little man was he. He climbed up in a sycamore tree to see what he could see. <laughs> Zacchaeus <laughs> was a tiny little person who was a tax collector. And he wanted to hear Jesus' stories. And so he climbed up in a tree. And everyone made fun of him. And then Jesus was like, Zacchaeus, come down. Come up next yeah, to me and be closer to me so that I can tell you this story right here. And like he He like said, I want to eat with you. Eat with you. I want to take me to your home. Let's hang out. And it was a tax collector. And he was, they say he was a wee little man, which means he probably was a little person because little people existed back then. And so, and the people that were shunned or weird that he was into them, you know, all the prostitutes and people with leprosy. My girl, Mary Magdalene. Mary Magdalene. I love her. I want to ask you this, uh, uh, Joan, Mm -hmm. if you, I have a theory That whenever the Bible mentions washing of feet or being at feet or feet in general, I think it's a sexual reference. And I think it starts with (laughs) Ruth. I never
5: thought of that. I think it starts with
0: Ruth and Boaz when Naomi, the mother-in-law of Ruth, says, lay at his feet for three nights in the gleaning field after he's drunk his wine or whatever, and then he'll know what to do or whatever. She lays at his feet.
5: Mm. It is pretty intimate. Oh.
0: Oh, and it. then Mary Magdalene, she washes Jesus's feet and dries them with her hair. Ooh! And Jesus washed everybody's
5: feet. Mm. So he had a foot fetish. The way you said No, it's I'm a, just saying. I, fetish, think, I think. I
0: <laughs> I think that whenever the Bible mentions feet in any context, like anointing the feet or doing anything with feet, they're actually talking about getting
4: it on do, do 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 this changes everything for I me I mean I don't know
5: well you <laughs> can you can you can know that every time the media shows us feet and puts them in our face or makes them bigger than the person's head in a cartoon that's exactly what they're doing it's a come on it's, a, it's a subliminal uh, sexual uh, so know. feet are I sexual know. i
4: love to have my feet thought, touched i thought i you know i always still think the feet as a service cuz i remember at mass uh, i think of i think it's around easter when you know, you go up and you wash each other's feet and stuff like that. That's something that we used to do a mass. So I thought it was like a service. So, I'm, well, and Jesus I'm was all like, about service. <laughs> now now yeah. when I say service, I'm like, wait a minute. Lord, I'm like, yeah. I, but yeah, you I know, have weird theories it was like one, one of the parts of like going to mass during like a, a the, the uh, Sabbath of Easter and stuff that I liked. Cause I kind of, I, I, I like getting my feet washed and washed oh, yeah. another, as long as it's like, you know, not someone's really old, crusty feet.
5: Mm. It's not a big deal. You know, the big deal is love. It's always yeah. love. Love oh. is at the center of every single thing he ever said, and it's a it's thing that really works. And that's why Hate Street is so important and what San Francisco stands for. And, you know, that brotherly love, it's something that can get you high, you know, and people all have it. it when they connect with each other, it's a very uh, powerful uh, religious uh, experience.
0: I don't, I don't try, I don't connect, I purposely don't connect with a lot of people.
5: <laughs> I I, I've learned not to. Uh, no, I don't, I don't, well, I didn't I don't. mean it that way. I don't mean no, you have to. No, no, no. Sometimes I, you might feel that way.
0: I just, I, whenever, lately when I see people, my impetus is to close off. And I don't know if it was ever to... I mean, I've been to Burning Man three times, so like I know what it's like to be open and shit, but I, I think that I've just <clears throat> chosen to be closed.
4: I, I'm i not choosing to be closed. I'm just a little bit more
5: suspect. That's going to be the word of suspect. the day. But you've probably been hurt, yeah. you know?
4: Well, exactly, because I would wear my heart on the sleeve, so I don't wear it on the sleeve as much anymore. I actually kind of tuck it in until <laughs> I observe, and then I might put it back out there. But... Like for example, when I uh, the other night when I was at karaoke, mm. and this gentleman, this guy that was at our table, he's was a part of the front group. He wasn't a nice person, and I, you know, I complimented him on his song because he actually did a really good job, and you know. And then he was his arrogance and his aura, and mm. I've just been running into people where their energy is pretty freaking off, and it's just like, yeah, don't try too hard with this one. Just hold back a little bit. And so like, after like, like him being douchey and stuff, and I just straight up and said, you know, I don't like you.
0: Oh, wow. <laughs> I don't like you. <laughs> wow. Like,
4: because, it, it, because everything you're saying is negative. You're wow. mean, you're condescending, you are arrogant.
0: I'm so proud you're of a you. You're
4: douche, you're a douche, you're yes. a supreme douche. And these are new people. And I love to meet new people. And I love to make friends with everyone or acquaintances.
0: But just even, you know you can't let people's you can't applaud their negative behavior behavior that doesn't make you happy if you continue to smile and nod, they don't recognize that what they're doing is a problem so you took and as a woman i often let things go because i'm like i just want to be pleasant i don't want anyone not to like me so even when i'm like i don't like them why do i care if they like me and i wish that i could be strong enough to be like
4: it's it's not something that comes out all the time. I don't do that all the time. But no, it was just nice like person. I've just noticed like when I've been out in public I'm like why is everyone's energy so off? Like I just want
5: But to- well, I can tell you why. It's the media. They get they're on 24 hours a day trying to make people scared of each other, trying to make them angry. True. Trying to make them feel weird, trying to tell them they're sick, you know? people are good you know they've just been messed with a whole lot but
4: I also think it depends we talked about this last week of how people were raised and their and how what where they came from like some like just like how people are raised with hate they still carry that hate because their parents to are hateful still and so on they carry the cycle and so I also think that certain people I mean are just there's just not enough nice people anymore. that feels that. Oh, on top it depends of, on where you yeah, go. Yeah, yeah,
5: they're really they're really unhappy though. They're sick. They're tired.
4: I think you know. You're definitely right about the fact that you know all of us have these little computers on us, and oh everything my God. that we read is negative and negative. Well, and, that too. You know, yeah, but
5: since we were this high, what about all those cartoons with all those ugly characters with all those weird, misshapen faces and and uh, all those scary ghost stories yeah. and. That, that affects us It all affected us It made us afraid of other people I think I, I,
0: I honestly th- I'm afraid of other people Because other people Fuck me over That's the only <laughs> The only reason I'm, I'm afraid scared. of other people That's Is that I've been incredibly nice To people over time And they have Thrown me under the bus And shat in my face Like figuratively Not literally No one's ever really pooped I'm not into ass play Everybody No hot you know, lunches Not mm but like i I literally would not be the way that i am if i hadn't been damaged by so many people but that's the thing but that it's also me giving myself my own damage because i'm so fucking sensitive that everything everybody does i'm interpreting it wrong probably anyway and so then i'm beating myself up as they're beating me up and then i go like but they're beating me up and then i'm like oh
5: no now i'm a martyr so there's like there's I think I don't know. They you're, probably yeah. are beating you up. You know what's wrong with <laughs> realizing that? Yeah, there's bad stuff that's happening to you, main, mainly because you're trying to do something good. Because Sometimes I deserve it.
0: Because no good deeds yeah. goes unpunished. Yeah. yeah.
5: I mean, that is, I think a lot of people, especially
4: like I've noticed mm-hmm. here, um, living here in SF, like that's I I love my neighborhood because I do find a lot of real people and I've made a lot of great friends. Go pay like, you. Yeah. Um, but then I've met people who, especially who aren't from here. Cause I'm not from here either where it's just like, they take over the city and they bring out all this negative energy. And I'm like, I, th- this is not what I heard. What SF was about mm, you bringing that, your Ohio energy t- to SF Leave that shit in Ohio. Just like I'm bringing my Missouri energy. I'm like, I lo- I'm going to leave that back there.
0: Well, I left you know. my San Diego, um, was an incredibly flaky place. And so is LA <laughs> oh, where you God. would meet people and you just be, they'd be like, I'll call you. They never, never call you. There's no, there's no, there's no reason of taking anybody's number. It's, they don't even, they say, I'll call you. They don't even have your number. It's just a thing you say to people. You just, everyone Why? is super flaky. Nobody shows up. That's fine. And I knew that. And then I came to San Francisco and I was like, Oh, is this has got to be totally different. Um,
1: no, people, no friendly, people, are just, aren't
0: they? people are just flaky. Well, everybody's looking for the next best thing. So when you give someone an offer of like a cool thing to do, they either go, oh yeah, fuck yeah, that's a cool thing to do. Or they go, oh, I'm just going to wait for something better, maybe. And then sometimes when they're waiting for something better, they just decide not to do anything at all. Hmm. That's I
4: think, I think it's also generational too. I think there's, you know. We I, have
5: I, like three generations here. Yeah. You know, can I have a chance to explain that I'm no longer a Catholic? Yeah, please, please, please. Yes,
0: please. Joan, no longer Catholic.
5: <laughs> yes. Uh, just that Catholic was my emojis. early life. And, and no, what I'm into now is just love. God, you know, Jesus taught love. And um, hippies, that's what they believe in. And uh, I've, I've looked at different religions. And when they don't teach love, what is there? You know, if it's all about just personal, you know, getting high and levitating or whatever. Well, how's that gonna fix things? And anyway, My I don't know what I wanted to say. But um, no,
0: well, yeah. So you're—I mean—but doesn't don't you get some personal nirvana from like feeling Jesusy? Like, I mean, I've always the thing I appreciate most about Jesus, what you said earlier, which is service. And he says, uh, and there was a song, uh, something something that to be a servant of all. It was a song we learned as a kid about Jesus and this whole serving, and, and that's how you let people know. That you love them is through service, and um, and that's how they you know snowed all the women into because <laughs> they're like serve your husband. Well, I I no I ate it hook, line, well, and that sinker was thinking Paul. he said that. <laughs> well, I oh it was Paul. Well, I was thinking that if service is the highest form, then people will also serve me. And if you are serving, I mean, if everybody's trying as hard as they can to serve everybody, then everyone's needs are getting met. But the problem is, some people are serving and some people. Take, Take. and they don't serve, and they don't know about service. And it's like, how do you teach someone about service? And then, But that's the thing is that if you get burned, if you do a lot of service and no one gives a fuck, and then you're like, why should I keep serving? And then you get bitter and angry, and you (laughs) do comedy instead, and you get up on stage and you go, "Ooh, all of you suck. (laughs) Um, That's the other way to do it, I think. I don't know. (laughs) Am I turning this? Am I a narcissist? I'm turning it back to my... Jo- Joan, last words about everything. More emojis, <laughs> peace drums, Jesus was a hippie. Everybody
5: buy it on Amazon yes yes uh they can buy it on amazon it's it's an amazing book uh lots of uh young people are carrying it around the country in backpacks on freight trains that's right i know that for a fact i've given away probably a couple hundred <laughs> to, wow yeah to the that's uh, the three kids yeah it is actually but it's fun because i get to see what it can do you know and yeah and i say that this book is alive because and it it doesn't like shelves you know when i give it mm-hmm. away i tell people please do not put it on the shelf. <laughs> no, won't keep be it moving there. around between everybody. Yeah, so that's what they're doing because uh, in it are all the street kids' names at the back of the book, and they can look up and see they if they're see in them. there or if their friends are in there, and it's a nationwide uh, that's so uh, cool. network, you yeah, know, and so they, they're looking for people that they may have seen a year ago or something, and so they all want it, and And I have this wonderful picture of it strapped to the back of a backpack, you know, with a drum on top and a sleeping bag underneath and a dog next to it. So I'm very pleased. It's a very unusual book. Um, I I guess I shouldn't apologize for it. I had to leave it the way it was. Uh, It's very unusual, the combination of things, the, the, uh, the, the stories of the young people, which are all true, and also, um, I have a political poetry uh, about, uh, you know, all kinds of things from the Egyptians to here, and all in one paragraph. It's, it's a very uh, compact. And I also have um, some material that explains easily why I say Jesus didn't teach uh, the majority of what they're teaching in yeah. almost all those churches. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, all those guilt trips, all those power trips, Not from money. him. All the Prosperity. They came it's... from somebody else. Yeah. <laughs> the Beatitudes
0: I... are beautiful, you know? That, well,
5: that... that's what that came from a different source. That is the reason why it's still in there. That came from a different source. Almost every theologian calls it a gospel cue. They don't mm-hmm. know where it. They never saw it again. And it was incorporated into two of the gospels, and the uh, and the one of them copied them. And so it's in there, and that's the good stuff. Uh, but then the you Beatitudes. get to the other stuff, which is uh, you know, from stories people told for fifty years, and they all got changed around. and you can't really sure. know it's like
0: telephone exactly
5: what that person said, or what we happened. have like, Two minutes. We got to wrap up. All right. Up. Well, thank you very thank much. Thank you so happy much, be here.
0: Joan. You're amazing, Latoya, the sheriff of truth. Thank you so much for. Oh no! Coming. Thank you, yeah. birthday girl. I know this week is my birthday. Uh, everybody, buy your tickets for the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival that starts on my birthday this Sunday, Sunday. ten ten. 40, 47 years on the planet, kids. I wow. don't can't believe I still remember everything from high school. I remember everything everybody did to me. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Wait a minute. So that means your reunion's coming up next year. I'll never. I've never gone to a reunion, nor will I ever go. Why? Unless they want to pay for me to be there to perform. I think. Like if you they want to pay me as a performer, I'll go do like 30 minutes of jokes. I'll fucking murder them all and be I like, will Oh shade To go. Hell yeah. Dude,
4: like, dude, just if get they to book me,
0: closure. it's closure. But it's what helped. they told me, what they told me at the last reunion that they had, and I couldn't afford it, and. uh, I don't remember if it was the 20th or the 25th, but they said, if you wear your cheerleading costume, we'll do something for, and I was like, if I wear my cheerleading costume, you're paying me money. I'm not gonna fucking dance around for you monkey asshole. Yes, I can fit in my cheerleading costumes, but if you want me to wear one, you're gonna give me 30 minutes on stage and I'm gonna be the fucking main act, bitch, and do jokes. You should actually try why to, not well because there's a bigger comedian who graduated from our class his name's Andrew Norelli but he only does clean material he works for corporate gigs he's done it for 30 oh, years okay, never mind. he's great but I would go up there and I would it. okay that's it this is the end of the podcast <laughs> my, thank you all I, for being here thank you thank you Joe <laughs> go to the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival buy tickets now John you're amazing
5: oh uh, thank you <laughs>